0: This podcast is rated IS for incredibly silly and definitely contains bad words, bad jokes, and other bad content that should not be heard by anyone, least of all children. Or maybe it should be. We don't know. We're still not their parents. You're listening to the Star Forge podcast with Saya and Mal, two nerdy humans who still have a lot to say about Star Wars The Old Republic and all its features. Rest assured, the podcast is, as always, working as intended. This is episode 32, A History of X Packs, part 3, Knights of the Fallen Empire. Hello, Tour players. I am Mal. And I'm Saya. And we are back again with the third installment. ...of our History of Expacts... <clears throat> ...we are back again with a third installment... ...of our History and Expacts in Swator study... ...with Knights of the Fallen Empire... ...or as we call it in the biz... ...Kotfi. Kotfi.
1: <laughs>
0: All right, so for this one... ...Early Access was granted October 19th, 2015... ...and General Admission started October 27th, 2015. Oh, I forgot. We've got to go back in time... Disappointing other
1: people while flying solo.
0: If you have not played Kotfi and you do not want to hear spoilers, you should turn this off now.
1: Because this is probably one of the most spoiler-heavy expansions in the entire game. Um, so Knights of the Fallen Empire had an incredible amount of story in. In its expansion, and it was very immediately obvious that it was a huge change in the pace of the story. We had the basic class stories, which were very focused on your character. We had the rise of the Hutt cartel that was focused on uh, galaxy-wide events. We had Shadow of Revan focused on Revan, but very specifically how Revan was affecting the galaxy. And we got what a lot of players like to call in Knights of the Fallen Empire, a keeping up with the Valcorians story. Uh, this brand new story about a brand new family and set of characters in a brand new culture that we'd never encountered in any other Star Wars. And this was a huge hit or miss for players. Um, Mal, was this something that you liked? Did you like keeping up with the Valcorians, Or did you miss really being your own character in the galaxy? This X-Pack was a huge
0: departure from the past two X-Packs. Um i I'm not really sure why. I think it might be that a lot of people, the content had kind of dried up. It had been a long time. There wasn't really any news coming out of the pipeline. A lot uh-huh. of people were playing the game. They were free to play. A lot mm-hmm. of people who had subbed to the game were unsubbing, um, playing other things. They clearly wanted free to play people to start subbing though. Those story people. Yeah. Yes, and older players to come back or remain subscribers. Um
1: because what was the price of Kotvi? So we've been enjoying talking about these expansions over the past couple podcasts and we talked about how Rise of the H- Hut Cartel was 20 bucks plus the cost of your subscription. Next one was 20 bucks plus the cost of your subscription. And then Knights of the Fallen Empire was a huge change in what expansions cost. So, Knights of the Fallen Empire was actually free with the price of subscription. There was no way to go purchase it, you didn't need to go buy it. And part of this is going to be influenced by the many other games that were coming out that were free or transitioning to free to play. And it was also probably influenced a lot by what Mal said all of these players who were currently playing for free and needed to kind of be lured into potentially subscribing. The idea of buying a $20 expansion every couple of years and potentially doing it for multiple games was just dead in the water. This is probably not something that was ever going to happen again. And we really saw that transition start in Knights of the Fallen Empire. Right. So, I guess, you know, they want free
0: to play people to start subbing. They want older players to stay. And if they're already subscribing, it's almost like you're getting something shiny and new for free. For free.
1: Yeah. I love, I love that this, um, specific model of paying has been maintained it's a slightly difficult to explain like you need you can subscribe to unlock anything that's currently out and then you don't have to subscribe again you do have to explain it to people how it works but once they find out they're really excited because there's so many other games where you have all these 15 different things you have to pay for or not buy or buy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so is just like drop your 15 bucks And then unless you're playing hardcore, you don't even have to stay subscribed. You're fine. You don't have to have these commitment issues with a video game, which I love. I am so mad about the fact about how many different subscription services there are right now. And especially because it's hard to like drop in and drop out a lot of them. SOTOR is very easy to take advantage of when it comes to subscribing compared to other games and compared to specifically other entertainment models. Right. So, hmm, speaking of making money. And other entertainment (laughs) models. Uh, Something else that was also a big change was that the story was delivered in the form of chapters, self-enclosed chapters rather than this long-running expansion story. This was really great on one hand as the chapters were replayable unlike any other story content in the game. The downside was that not all the chapters were released yet. BioWare was trying out the kind of TV syndication style of delivering story where a new chapter was released over time, but only the first nine were available at the expansion's launch. This is apparently something that was received so badly, they're pretty much never going to do it again. But what did you feel about the fact that the story was only half released at the expansion's launch?
0: I mean, all we really got was this story. And it was disappointing. I am not a big fan of coffee. As we said in the beginning, spoilers. They basically blew up your whole life, and everything you knew was now gone. All your companions that you had gotten to max Ah. affection, they're gone now. And now you're in this new universe with new people that you've just met and you don't care about at all. Some of them are okay people. Some of them who are you? Please leave. And the story to me was just very slow from chapter to chapter. Not much there. Some of it is so stupid. God, I always think about that quest where you have to go out with Lana to collect the whatevers from the swamp. (laughs) And then you gotta go all the way back to the ship and now Koth needs water from the same area. So me, Barcenthor, Jedi Master, cannot pick up thingies off the ground and carry a bucket of goddamn fucking water. God, it's just obnoxious, and the planet is just dreary
1: and sad. And so many sky troopers. This is actually something, as we talked about, the first few chapters came out. They kind of improved, I feel like, on the pacing later on and stuff like that, but I do agree that the first couple of chapters were fairly rough, but... But as for the characters that Mal maybe didn't connect with other players, this became like their favorite expansion. They loved the Valkorian family and the intricacies that it provided and the additions to Star Wars lore that it provided with the Zakuul lore and, and its royal family. So what, what else did this expansion bring for us? This brought... Um, an upgrade in the level cap from 60 to 65, the new planet of Zakuul, um planetary level sync, which was very interesting. And we're still kind of dealing with the ramifications down the line now. Mm-hmm. Um, it brought star fortresses, which are kind of like a point. Not really. What is dimmer than flash?
0: Can we call it a glimmer point or a flicker point?
1: <laughs> that sounds dirty. <laughs> okay go on as mal mentioned our companions that were near and dear to us and our flicker points since launch (laughs) we're were gone new companions were in and we also got a new opera wait no we did not get a new operation
0: so we're gonna talk about that elephant in the room right off the fucking bat this x-pack was story focused and there was no new operation and
1: story only that was it
0: No new operation, no Nim version, no Nightmare version of Toss or Ravagers. And not only did they not make a new op or add Nightmare modes to Toss and Ravagers, they removed Nightmare KP and EV. (laughs) Yes, yes, Swotor players. There was an even more Nightmarish version of KP and EV that used to be in the game, more ghastly than even the pugs I have been in for those. Saya,
1: how'd this make you feel? It cracks me up when people say things like, oh, Teresa, you only ever like the game. You only ever speak good about it. Hmm. And I'm like, excuse me? Hmm. I freaking voted with my wallet. I was so mad. At this point, I was at the point in my Sotor game and community where I was playing a a lot, really a lot. And I was deep in the rating aspects. I was doing nightmare mode rating multiple times a week. I was really, really involved with playing with my friends. And I was so upset about the fact that it felt like they really were not going to be developing any more operation content that I wanted to vote with my dollar. And I actually went preferred for six months i kept playing because i was still really enjoying playing with my friends but i stopped giving them even one cent of my money <laughs> yeah and i i apparently wasn't the only one here i resubscribed as soon as they announced the next operation was coming out because i wanted to say like look here's my money take it i'll finally play all of those chapters that came out that i that i wasn't even playing because i didn't want to give you money mm-hmm. this is what i want in, in my mmo with multiple people
0: it was it was really disappointing. And the chapters were not so great
1: that... Right. They didn't make yeah. up for it. They didn't make no. up for the lack. So there was something that we mentioned earlier that was a very interesting addition to the game. Um, and... It may not have been well-received, but I think it was necessary to add, especially for down the line. And that was level sync. How did that work, Mal? Level sync. So prior
0: to this, if you were max level and you went to Korriban, you could just mow down anything with a little sithy wink and a shake of your hips and a wave of your wand, whatever. A flick of your point. (laughs) (laughs) I did this to us. Yes, I did. Uh, but heroics didn't really give you anything, and you mostly just did it to grab up old achievements really fast, or you could help a low friend, you know, not be in a group with them, but, like, mow down, you know, mobs they tagged, right, to sort of power level. So, with level sync, now, what happens when I go to Korriban at max level?
1: Right. So in in Star Wars, just in Star Wars in general, not necessarily just our game, we have this power fantasy that many people experience. They're like, I want to be Darth Vader. I want to mow everybody down with the slice of my saber and be super powerful because in real life, real life sucks and I can't do a lot at all. I can't hit people with a pool noodle even because I will get put in jail. Um, The power fantasy really existed at that time, to be able to go to Corbon as a level 50, 60, 65, whatever character, and you could just kill everything, like Mal said, with, with a wink and a nod. But that wasn't very good gameplay. It didn't actually make a lot of sense, especially if you were a high-level character who was going to go play with a friend. You would just kill everything before they could even take a look at that enemy. So what they wanted to do um, also to alleviate the fact that if you wanted to go back and play story, It there was, they couldn't reward you with anything. The XP that or credits that you would get would be for that original level. Like, you want to go play some level 20 content on Terrace that you missed out on, you're level 50. You're gonna get nothing from it at all. No rewards, nothing, no use in going to help a friend at all or go back to content. Um, and so they changed it to have level sync. It's not perfect, um, but they basically scaled down your stats and your level and your gear temporarily to vaguely meet the level of that planet um you'll still be more powerful at any given time even way back then because you'll have all the abilities not to mention hopefully the knowledge of how to use them um level sync did stay that way for a very long time it's kind of been constantly adjusted even to this day and players still kind of miss that power fantasy i think though this is probably better for the game
0: So I think another wrinkle that happened at this time with level sync was that the operations in the game were all released and balanced for the max level of the game, but this time I think we were all level 65 and the operation bosses had their levels raised to 65, but I don't think they did the balancing part very well. I think it was with this patch What happened with operations?
1: Right. There is a period of time where the balancing of operations was very, very strange. Like, they were easier than they really should have been. And it's kind of fun. We like to talk about it as long-time players. Like, oh, I got my achievement back in XYZ time Mm -hmm. when it was harder. Like, I'm so proud right now I got my achievement for Nightmare Mode Council during the last expansion because it was much harder than it was during this older time period that we're talking about right now. They also, during this time, introduced the concept of a highlighted operation or Mm -hmm. Ops of the Week. Mm-hmm. As we called it, and there's a little hollow thing. Oh yeah, you can still see the hollow thing. It's on you, the yes, the, the Gav yes. Derek. Well, I'm looking at the notes <laughs> that Val was so kind to write for me. She wrote that it's on the Gav slash whatever imp side. The, <laughs> the one side I. shadow or the Gav Daragon ship, and it showed the last boss of the operation, and that was a featured one for the week. We've uh, kind of actually returned to that concept of having an operation of the week, haven't we?
0: We have, yeah. Full um,
1: circle. I forget
0: if it gave you nim gear in hard mode or if it just gave you more gear. I don't know, but every week there was one featured, and if you go to those ships, the Gav or the Zios, if you ever see, you know, like uh, like the Dread, dread, dread Council, the dread, yeah. the dread Council, just like hanging out there, hologram style, <laughs> that was that was the terminal we used to check to see what the op of the week was, and then that's what we kind of. Kind of went and did. Um, R4 is going to adopt this method. We had, there was a table, a loot table of every op in the game and what piece of gear dropped off of what boss. So we kind of like right Right.
1: yeah operations were almost more cooperative during that time they catered to the idea that you'd probably run an operation with a set group or more specifically a guild and you would work together to gear up um after a while this concept kind of got thrown out the window i'm not quite sure why maybe Mm -hmm. to allow more players to raid um with less needing of a set group but what were you taking advantage of during that time I liked it. Um, we
0: killed Brontes and Nightmare before Ops got easy. Uh, we did it one time, and then we were like, well, let's just wait. And then we waited, and uh, the patch dropped, and we're like, well, now this is easy. Let's just go steamrolling through, get everything we need. <laughs> like Some of the achievements, especially for 16, man, so fucking scuffed. Like, Nightmare 16 mode. And I-, I confirmed this because I saw, I went back to try to find old videos, and I saw a Vulk video back from this X-Pack, and somebody, in the comments said the ops are ridiculous we took people who had no ops experience into nightmare ops into ec nightmare we barely did the mechanics and we didn't wipe we just kept on trucking through like la da it's ridiculous nightmare's supposed to be
1: hard it needs to be balanced but it needs to be hard
0: right it should be balanced but it was it was ridiculous but They also changed something else here in a very, very big way that we have talked about on a very early episode
1: involving our stats. Oh, man, I forgot this happened. In my mind, Mm -hmm. this happened, like, at close to the launch of the game, but it didn't. It happened later down the line. So our stats used to be called willpower, cunning aim and strength. And this was a fairly confusing concept for many new Mm -hmm. gamers uh, or gamers who are not used to looking at stats. They're just used to hitting things with the lightsaber, you know, Um, it, it was confusing because who needs aim? Well, obviously a, a Jedi would need aim so they can actually hit things with their lightsaber, right? Um, my Jedi also needs cunning; they need to be smart, and my trooper needs willpower because that they need to like power through things, right? It wasn't necessarily super clear what did those what did those mean. Um, so they combine those stats into just one called mastery for all the classes, mm-hmm. and they also oh. I forgot about this. They also got rid of a tertiary stat called Surge. Yeah. What was Surge? This was before I was even looking into stats. <gasps> that was,
0: that was, it was like tied to Crit. You, you would have an enhancement with Crit and Surge.
1: Oh, yeah. Crit and it. Surge. I remember hearing yeah. that a lot back then. Crit and, crit, and surge. Surge. crit and Surge. Surge. was
0: like to, um, pure Crit. But no, they got rid of Surge. I can't say that I miss it too much (laughs) you know it was a lot to manage especially on a healer you gotta manage your alacrity your crit and your surge I'm still overwhelmed with the amount we have left
1: now Um, in 7.0 even with them buried down (laughs)
0: Um, I I don't mind this boy you know when you had those four stats you could really pick out who knew what they were doing and who didn't right
1: who's wearing the right stats for their class at least (laughs) right Um, look at this gunslinger wearing willpower oh my god (laughs) Uh, I remember that and it was such a glorious thing to be able to laugh at other people because it's, it's confusing it's such an obvious mistake like it's not something you would guess
0: i agree with right them away. getting rid of this it's just simpler for everybody and it really paved the way for sharing gear oh sharing classes. gear and yeah
1: sharing datacrons datacrons became yes. legacy wide and all of those strange stat specific datacrons became mastery or some other stat.
0: thank goodness who wants to get those? I know we've talked about this in a very early episode. Oh, God, I'm on my gunslinger. I got to go get all my all Date the datacrons runs. that pertain to that. Was it? Cunning? Cunning, I think, gunslingers. I'm on my sage. I
1: got to gather up all the willpower ones, you know. Ugh. Now we're going to talk a little more about the story. We touched on how it was delivered before in the form of chapters and how it was about this is a cool family, but that wasn't the only key points for this story in Knights of the Fallen Empire. So first off... Uh, Once again, spoilers, in the story, you find yourself frozen for five years. And when you wake up, Lana Benico is there, but your original vanilla companions are completely gone. So there's this huge time skip that happens. Um, As Mal said earlier, everything that you've kind of done before is brushed aside and you're dumped into this entirely new storyline. What did you think about this?
0: It's really jarring. It was. And time skip. I mean, it can be used effectively very well and sometimes you have no choice you know like like a, st- a show like like where the kids are growing up like stranger things yes or you something. have to you have right to. it can make sense but to this this feels lazy like oh we don't know what to do so now it's five years in the future and you've been doing you know whatever for all these years and we don't really know what to do so we'll just have you be frozen and shipped off to this other planet so if it- i find that hard to care do you find it hard to care about that i'm like i'm at sakul or oh help sakul cool. why i don't care I don't know who you are.
1: Excuse me? My main character is a trooper. She helps everyone in Sundry. It doesn't matter oh, who they are. Oh, my God. So you're dumped into this new story. They obviously wanted to have a new set of characters that were unique to Star Wars The Old Republic. So they did, like, Valcorian, They did Valen. They did Arkin and Thexen and Senya. And I think these were, are pretty strong characters. Um, I, I, I find them easy to remember. I don't think I could tell you a single character from Rise of the Hutt Cartel except for sexy, sexy Scytherat. That's it. Um, This whole expansion, I was able to actually name five main characters and Koth and Lana. Like, yes, (laughs) they did it. I'm so proud. They made them memorable, at least. Um, But if their goal was to introduce these new characters, what was the point of the time skip, do you think? Was it so that you were no longer powerful and that was just the easiest way to deliver that? It's weird to me because I feel like I went from
0: being the hero in my story to being a side character in these other people's story. I feel like now I'm the supporting cast of the Valcorian and family show, Valcorian and Sons, Valcorian show, <laughs> Valcorian and Senya. I don't know. The voice acting's great though. Has some great fresh new voice acting.
1: Oh, can we just talk about Darren DePaul for the next like forty minutes? The voice of Valcorian. He's, so, he's, he's, so so nice. nice. <laughs> he's so nice. He's so nice. the story. I, I didn't connect with it, um, especially as a trooper. And this is a, a complaint that we see actually a lot, a lot of players have even, even now down the line that this story felt very catered to Force users who are standing mm. up against an incredibly mm-hmm. powerful Force user, probably one of the most powerful Force users in the galaxy, if not in the whole like Star Wars timeline here. And my poor trooper, like how she even stood half a chance, I don't know. I kind of had to like imagine it in my mind, like she is literally the number one top specialist. She's been through so much in her SOTOR life that if there was ever going to be a trooper who could stand up to it, it was going to be her. But I couldn't even play the story on my smuggler. I think this is actually the point that my husband stopped playing because Mm, he couldn't, mm -hmm. he was already kind of waning, but he he couldn't get into the coffee story, and he has never finished it. Even after trying to create like a Jedi later down the road, he never quite got back into the story.
0: I have finished it. But it's the first time where when I finished it on the Republic side, I did not rush out to go and see it on the imp side. I just did not care. And I didn't feel like pouring all those hours
1: into the story that I
0: don't. I mean, I might have gone back to do it for achievements, but the chapters afterwards, you know, like we will talk about those as well. And then maybe in the next episode, um, I am just now doing those (laughs) now it was not gripping like I said I felt like a supporting actor in a show that was not mine
1: I think that's a really valid way of looking at it you were you didn't feel like the main character I think they kind of picked up on that I feel like it got a little better in the next expansion but in this one they really missed the mark of you being the main character some people liked that some people didn't but it was a huge change another big change was in Shadow of Revan we had uh, the same story, Republican Imperial side, but it was a Republican Imperial intertwined story. It was about the Republic and the Empire coming together. And the one before that was there was a distinct rise of the Hut Cartel Republic and Imperial story. And then in Knights of the Fallen Empire, I don't know how much you know about the differences in a second replay, as you haven't played it that much. But this time, the story is going to be the same the whole way through, except there are some key differences, light side and dark side, that can be very, very interesting on a second replay. Have you kind of seen those before?
0: Yeah, I mean, I have replayed it because I did the chapters veteran hard mode, etc. Right, et cetera. right.
1: Me too. Those are cool. I like doing that. I like hard stuff. Yeah Do you hear like it was too easy for me? No,
0: it's just the story is really tedious, and some of it is— Oh, I space-barred when I did my well, bedroom you- master mode. I, no, <laughs> I only you. did master mode, and I was I- like— Thank buh, you buh, for buh, 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 demonstrating. Pew,
1: pew, pew, she pew, pew. She demonstrated
0: her space bar, in case I didn't know. I had to— Ugh. I had to. I had to. I, I was spending like three hours on some of the fights. So I didn't have time to watch the story. No, it's just a, it's a dreary story to me. And, you know, I talk about my gunslinger, how I felt the story at the end was disjointed. Because I'm like, what is this? I'm just trying to drink and fuck my way around the galaxy. And now we I'm helping. I'm part that. of the. I'm part of the Republic. What is this shit? I feel like I wake up on the cool. The first place my ass goes is the bar. Right. And no, instead, the these people are like, oh, you have to do this. You have to. Why? I
1: don't want to. Did you like, out of curiosity, the Eternal Championship that was uh, part of that as well?
0: I did like that. That was challenging, the content. Dueling ring? That was yeah, really that was good. Fun. I did like that. Didn't that come later, though?
1: I think it came later. So, you know what? This is that probably time later. to cut this expansion off. That's it.
0: It's all she wrote. Watch your flicker points. Sai is out there. <laughs> you heard it here last.
1: No, there's no news. We don't know there's we're no recording news? this early. There's oh, probably no. news, but we don't know what it is. You guys are from hey. the future. You guys tell us in the comments below about the news and what you thought about Knights of the Fallen Empire if you played it when it was released. And maybe if you played the story, what you think of it now? We'll be talking about Knights of the Eternal Throne next and continuing on with the later expansions.
0: We'll see you all next time.
1: See y'all later. You've been listening to the Starforge Podcast with Saya and Mal. We know you have your choice of podcasts and you chose the right one. New episodes drop every Friday on Google and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Sotarista's YouTube channel, and just about every other podcast platform in existence. For show notes, pictures, and other information, visit starforgepodcast.com. Hit us up on Twitter at StarforgeCast. We love hearing from you. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all next week.
0: I am recording. Bleep bloop. Beep, beep, beep. Okay, I'm recording.